listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Today I'm pleased to announce that beginning in 2024, the University of Colorado will be returning to the Big 12 Conference. Man, I don't care about no different teams moving up. We're trying to win, man. Okay. I don't care what we play. Okay, I, don't, I don't care what conference, who we're playing against. We're trying to win. They look to turn around a Colorado team that went 1-11 last year and hasn't reached the bowl game in a full season since 2016. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, how about Colorado coming back to the Big 12 Conference? We look forward to that. One more year in the Pac-12, then 2024. We'll be making those uh, trips regularly, I would say, back to Boulder. And likewise, uh, the Buffs will be headed to Waco on a more regular basis. Let's talk about it with uh, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Mark Johnson joins us now. And, man, it is great to have you on with us. How are things today? Well, my friend, it's uh, good to talk to you, and I'm uh, looking forward to, you know, kind of uh, seeing each other a bit more. You know, the last uh, number of years we've been in the Pac-12, we haven't seen each other too often, but I'm looking forward to getting back. It's a different Big 12 than what we left, but I'm looking forward to getting back there. Yeah, very much so. You've got your finger on the pulse there a lot better than any of us here do. Um, what was that period like when the Pac-12 was, you know, just a little unstable and waiting on a TV contract and those you know, those things to happen, finally the decision made by Colorado to come to the Big 12. What was that time period like? Well, John, if, if you've ever been any place, uh, you know, I lived in California for a while when I was younger, and, and you know, you've ever been in, a, in an earthquake, <laughs> right. and, and the, the, you know, the, the, the floor underneath you, the, the, which is everything that's supposed to be solid, uh, you know, is all of a sudden not so much. Um, and it kind of felt like that, to be honest with you. And here's the thing about it. When, when Colorado went to the Pac-12 back in 2010, it made sense at that point in time. Sure, I, I right. think it's been unfair. You know, people here in Colorado have gone, well, we never should have left. You know what? That, that's, that's hindsight. And, but at the time, it made sense. I've always, and your, your listeners may not know this, Colorado's alumni base is in California. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's stunning how many people would show up our games compared to when you're in the Big 12. It's, it's not in the Midwest. That's just, you know, a lot of Californians come in, go to see you, and head back out to the, the Gold Coast. And so it made sense on a number of reasons. Now, the Pac-12 and its leadership, were horrendous. Some, some of these institutions that we're involved with, uh, their leadership program should be doing a, a study on, on how never to lead anything and study the Pac-12. It was mm. that bad. It was brutal. And so a lot of the promises that were made never came to fruition, most notably, of course, uh, the Pac-12 network. And so the last couple of years, you could feel this shift coming. And, and, and listen, we know what's going on in college athletics overall anyway. I mean, the, the shifting landscapes, and it's not, not over at this point. But you kind of had the sense, and I wasn't buying all the stuff we were hearing about, you know, no, the, the, the media rights deal is going to be pretty darn good. I'm thinking, no, we're not, they're not talking to ESPN and ABC. They're not talking to CBS. They're not talking to Fox. Where exactly is all this money coming from? And so you could kind of see the tea leaves, and I thought, boy, if the numbers come back anywhere near what we started to hear, I'm not going to be shocked if Colorado jumps. And ultimately they did, and, and I think it was a very smart move at that time. What are your thoughts uh, personally? You did games when Colorado was in the Big 12, and, and you're right, it will be a different Big 12 uh, when the Buffs start playing here next year. What are your thoughts about coming back to the league? Well, I, I love it. Uh, 
for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, from a totally personal reason, selfish reason, is the fact we get to fly west now and gain time instead of losing time coming back home. <laughs> right. John, I'm not, I'm not going to get home at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning all the time anymore. Exactly. But outside of that, I, I think it's – listen, we all understand in college athletics right now, the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, they're kind of sitting in the catbird seat, right? But what Commissioner Yorkman has done with the Big 12, I've been, from a distance, been awful impressed by. And, and kind of the way he handles himself, kind of his vision, his creativity, I've been exceedingly impressed by the way he's kind of handled himself, uh, you know, conversely to what I was talking about with the Pac-12. And so I, I think there's a very bright future for this league. And in the, the people that they've added, the schools that are coming in, what it's shaping up to be, I, I think it really has an opportunity uh, to be a quality, quality league. And, and as I said earlier, this isn't over. What's that old line they always say? If you think you have peace, it's only because right. everyone's reloading. Right, that's and, right. And, and, right, and so what this is, I think what we're going to see here, friend, is just this is going to be a lull again for you know two, three years and, and until everything kind of starts to reshuffle again, and then this thing's going to, the quake's going to hit again. And so um, I, I think this puts Colorado, you know, since that's where I'm at, uh, into a real nice position, you know, coming into this league. All right, what about this year? You got one final season in the Pac-12, uh, and then everybody sort of splinters. Uh, what do you think this year is going to be like for you in the big uh, in the Pac-12? Boy, you know, this is I was I was at a show the other day, and a guy asked me a similar question. I said, "You ever been around a family where uh, the, the couple they know they're getting divorced, but it's the holidays, and so they, they try to get through <laughs> right. it, right?" Right. That's what this is going to feel like. I mean, everyone knows the breakup is coming. Everyone knows we're all going our separate ways, and yet we're going to have to kind of play nice for the next you know eight nine months here to get get through football and basketball and finally finally get to the other side of this thing. So, uh, you know, one of the beat writers the other day uh, he was talking about basketball media day, and he says. You know, they don't want to talk about the conference stuff, but are they going to have a basketball media day? Because they know we're going to be asking about the conference stuff. <laughs> right. And, and yet they don't want us to. And so, you know, it's just got that uncomfortable kind of feeling right now. And, and you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to deal with that here for the next, like I said, eight, nine months. Mark Johnson, our guest, longtime voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, Colorado in the news this offseason with the hiring of Coach Prime, <laughs> Deion Sanders. Yeah. What's that experience been like for you so far? By saying that we've been in the news, that's an understatement. Oh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, John, it has been like a tornado, a tsunami has hit Boulder, Colorado. Um, we didn't hire a coach. We hired a celebrity who coaches. We hired a brand. We hired a cultural icon. Uh, I've been saying he's one of one. I mean, he's, it's, it's a, a almost surreal deal. I'll, I'll, to put it in context, uh, right around the spring game, we sat down with, with Coach Prime and we did a little television interview with him. And there were two cameras. So we got our camera crew set up. He and I are sitting in these leather chairs. And we've got two other camera crews in there videotaping us, videotaping him. Yeah. Because everything he does <laughs> is for his documentary. There are cameras. There are microphones. You're never off the record. It's always, you know, you're always on. Uh, the entire staff knows that. You know, we just got noticed the other day. You might have seen the thing in USA Today about his, uh, you know, prime uh, documentary. Right. And so everybody on staff. Basically, you're told, "Listen, you're you're part of this deal." And so I start asking questions: Are they going to, uh, you know, is Smack Production going to have a camera inside? Everything that I say is going to be, you know, part of the documentary. And, and as nearly as I can tell, yes, that's going to be the case. And so it's an it's an interesting deal. Now, with that being said, where the money's pouring in, the sponsorships, the donations, the season tickets sold out for the first time since 1996. Our first two games are the big noon game on Fox yeah. at VCU and Nebraska at home, yeah. and so. 
you know, there's there's a lot of positive things going on around all of this. Yeah, okay, so there's all that, but can he coach? I mean, do you feel like what's your sense of him going through spring and everything? His, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his makeup to step into this position as a head coach. Well, well John, what's interesting, you know, I was on ESPN the other day, and a guy said, okay, well, what, what do you project for the season? I said, how am I supposed to answer that? Right. You've got a new head coach, you've got an entirely new staff, you've got a new system. I, I think including walk-ons, there's 88 new guys on the roster. Wow. I think it's 71 or 72, right in that area, right around 70, new players have come in, scholarship guys. There's only 10 scholarship guys returning from a year ago. And, and so I, I, I don't know how to gauge anything. I will tell you this, when you're standing out there, first off, um, the two coordinators he brought in, uh, former Kent State head coach Sean Lewis and Charles Kelly, who came in from uh, Nick Saban's Alabama staff, very impressive guys. And, and, and they, they have autonomy on the offensive-defensive side. Now, obviously, uh, autonomy with one caveat there, and that's that Coach Prime can come in and, and tell them what to do. Hmm. But, but at practice, Coach Prime's got one of those guys, he kind of, he's got the 30,000-foot view. He kind of sits there and watches. And everyone, those guys have all got you know, very hands-on. And in key moments, he'll step in and, and take part here and take part there and coach this guy or, or you know, alter this or whatever it might be. Um, so it, it's awful impressive to watch the, the, the pacing of practice. Gary Barnett, my partner, the former coach that I stand out there, Gary says, I love the pacing. Hmm. Um, highly skilled. The guys he's brought in on the perimeter are exceedingly athletic. We haven't seen this kind of athletes around here. This will be my 20th season at Colorado, and you've got to go way back to the beginning to see these kind of athletes. And so that's awful impressive. His son is, is a legitimate quarterback. I'll say that. I wasn't sure. Uh, Shadur Sanders looks the part. Mm. I mean, he's got all the tools you're looking for. And so, you know, there's a lot of reasons to get excited. I, I try to, you know, fans always say, see with their hearts, not with their eyes. I, I try to, to really analyze this. And so I'm optimistic, but I'm trying to be realistic as well. Sure. sure. And did I see that they're putting the players' social media handles on the back of their practice jerseys? Well, as uh, Coach Prime likes to say, I'm helping them chase their bag. You know? um, <laughs> chase their I'm, bag. I'm glad, I'm glad you could laugh at that. I wasn't sure what that meant. To me. I know. I, I think I do. I don't know. That's great. But uh, yeah, it's it's for him because he's he's a guy that's very involved in the social media world, obviously, and so he wants to have that opportunity for them to build their brand. Well, part of that is obviously, as we know, social media. And so on their practice jerseys won't be that way in their game jerseys, mm-hmm. but on their practice jerseys, yeah, they've all got their social media handle on them. Man. What a tough opener. Go to Fort Worth to play TCU in the uh, first game of the season. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, what, what a way to you know, kind of wade in slowly, right? Yeah, right. That, that played for the <laughs> national championship last year. Then you come back the next week, and you've got Matt Rule in Nebraska, that old rivalry you had from back in the Big 7, Big 8, Big 12 years. Uh, and then you've got Colorado State at home, then at Oregon, and, that, and then home to USC. Wow. How about that five-game stretch, huh? Yeah, that's tough. We'll check back with you after five weeks, see how, right. how things are going there. Well, man, it is uh, so great to visit with you, and uh, I, I have told people for years, you know, that I miss Colorado being in the Big 12, so glad you guys are coming back, and you and I will get to visit on a more regular basis, and I really do appreciate you being on with us today. I'm looking forward to seeing you as well. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. All right. Mark Johnson, the great play-by-play voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Colorado, back to the Big 12, a part of the Big 12 beginning with the 2024-2025 school year. He was extremely honest about everything that happened and 100% correct. I yeah. mean, that like the Pac-12 leadership through the whole process, everything they did, it seemed like t- took a wrong turn. Yeah. And, and Clive Kauf kind of stringing, and I don't want to say stringing them along because I don't think he had, I think the reason he didn't present it, obviously, and he, he, he kind of alluded to this, right. is he didn't have a deal that they would accept. Sure, right. And he kept putting it off and putting it off. That's why Colorado jumped early. They were like, 
there's no deal there. We're going to the Big 12. We talked about this in the first segment. Right. But, yeah, it was a uh, – and it wasn't all Klavkov's fault. A lot of it he inherited from Scott, you know, who he took over as Pac-12 commissioner from. But if there was something they could have done wrong, I'm talking about the Pac-12 right. as a conference, during the realignment process, they did it. Yeah, kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. And I mean, look. and a lot of it was – more bad luck than mistakes, but the biggest part of it was mistakes made by their leadership. And uh, I still feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for the Pac-12 as a whole. I feel bad for the uh, schools that are left out there. You know, what are they? where are they going to end up? I feel bad for them. I feel bad for Oregon State and Washington State. Uh-huh. I, Sanford and, and UC Berkeley, I honestly could care less about. Mm. They had no interest in any of the Big 12 schools, especially – TCU and Baylor because they were private schools, mm-hmm. you know, when they were, we were going through all that, hey, can there be a merger? The first time when Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma left, they wanted nothing to do with it. USC's, USC's president immediately shot down adding any uh, Big 12 teams when it was brought up for discussion, and that was the only discussion they had. That's kind of how the dismissive they were yeah. of any of the remaining eight Big 12 teams joining their conference last year, and that was – you know, that was from the top half of that conference. That wasn't coming from Oklahoma, excuse me, Oregon State and uh, and Washington State. That was coming from USC and Cal Berkeley and Stanford. And, you know, the situation changed a lot in one year. I, I really do feel bad for Washington State and Oregon State because at this point, their best hope is that they can rebuild the Pac-12 and hope that it stays a Power 5 conference. Yeah. I think they can rebuild it, but I don't think it stays a Power 5 conference. No, not with uh, – I don't think so. Not with the possibilities of the schools they're talking about that are available to come in. Yeah, and you still don't even have commitments from the two biggest schools left, Stanford and Cal, to even be a part mm-hmm. of a reworked Pac-12 mm-hmm. yet. So right. it's still the same problems that they were going through that they were going through, you know, before the the four corner schools left for the Big Twelve, they're right. still having the exact same problems yeah. with just four schools left. It's it's amazing. All right, great to visit with Mark, and uh, again, look forward to visiting with him on a more regular basis when Colorado comes back to the Big Twelve. Not this year, but next year, twenty twenty four.